Hey, welcome to Doggy Be Good. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Doggy Be Good. Uh, Dennis over here, as well as... Hi, it's Mike again. Mm -hmm. We're going to start off today with a quick update on the dog flu virus. Uh, it's been about probably about a month since we last reported on this and since then there's been some news updates and uh, let me uh, give the floor to Michael because he's got some latest news for us uh, to share. Uh, Michael? Okay, <laughs> well um, it has definitely spread um, it, according to Cornell's uh, Cornell University Animal Health Diagnostic Center uh, positive testing for the H3N2 has been reported in Alabama, California, Texas Massachusetts, New York, mm. Wisconsin, Michigan, New Jersey, Iowa, and Indiana. Now, although it, it has been reported that it's in New York, I have to tell you I haven't really heard any uh, cases come up in our areas as of yet. That doesn't mean it's not going to, right. but as right. of yet. But they do, you know, recommend that in you know in order to avoid this, you know, try to keep your dog away from heavily populated dog areas. Um, you know, trying to make sure that you're, uh, you are you clean up after the dog. And if your dog is sick, keep the dog home yeah. um, and get him checked out by the vet right away. I keep um, hearing that even though it doesn't, it's not contagious to humans, I keep hearing that people can spread it. <laughs> well, they spread, yeah, you, that's, you're right. Because, you know, if you touch an infected dog and yeah. you, get, you know, that dog's saliva on you or, you know, or, or the, the mucus that comes out of the dog's nose on you and then you touch another dog, you can spread it that way. Um, however, it is not a zoonotic disease, and they have they have you know made it very clear that it's not contagious to humans. Yeah. Um, it can it cannot be spread from animal to human. Um, so that's something that you know we don't have to worry about. And they're also saying you know not to panic over this. Yeah. Um, they are working on a new uh, vaccine for it because the old vaccine um, from the virus that's been hitting dogs since two thousand four. They're not sure if that vaccine is effective on this new uh, H3N2 virus, um, but they are working on a new vaccine for it, and they said that they should have something within the next uh, four to six months, and this was in May that they had said that. Yeah. So let's keep our fingers crossed and hope that they do have a new vaccine for this this virus or that, that this flu that has come over from Asia, and um, you know, let, let's, let's just hope that we can you know contain it and it doesn't become you know, too out of control. But again, don't panic. Uh, they are advising people not to panic about it. You know, don't, don't worry. You know, you know, most, most dogs are, are cured from it. Uh, but just keep an eye and, and know the symptoms. Again, runny nose, um, a dry hacking cough, loss of appetite, uh, lethargic, um, and then diarrhea. So if you see any of those, again, don't panic, but definitely get your dog checked out um, and make sure that, you know, your dog is okay. And any further information we get on this, we will most certainly uh, put out to you guys the minute we hear. Right. Okay? Hey, thanks, Michael, on that update. No problem. No problem. Michael, I've heard uh, from the news report that a professor from the University of Wisconsin has estimated that the number of dogs affected, even though under 10,000, is still a fairly large number. Um, is that what you heard as well? Yeah, I mean, there's an alarming number of dogs who have been uh, affected by this by this particular virus, um, but they are really, uh, you know, trying to wrap this up quickly. Um, there's been a joint task force uh, with Wisconsin Veterinary Diagnostic Laboratories, 
uh, they've teamed up with uh, Cornell University, mm. and uh, they've they've created a group called the National Canine Influenza Task Force. Wow! And um, you know their their primary goal is to you know find a vaccine that's you know going to help with this particular um, you know virus. But the thing about it is is you know people should be alarmed and they should be aware. But again, you know. Don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> okay. You know, you should be Keep aware. your head. Yeah, you should keep be aware cool. because, there's, you know, like as you would with any other virus. Right. But just keep in mind, the, the way it spreads is uh, from nose to nose with dogs or direct contact between dogs. Okay. Um, you know, as people travel, they get exposed to other dogs as well, and then they'll bring it back to their hometown. So just, you know, be aware when you're away. Make sure that, you know, you, you keep your eyes open to see if, you know, before you let your dog go in and area where there's other dogs, you know, find out if there's been cases in that area or what's going on. You can, it's very easy to find out. You can contact local vets in that area. So if you're traveling, let's say you're traveling to Wisconsin or you're traveling to Arizona, you can very easily contact the veterinary office in that particular area and ask them, has there been any cases of the N3 um, flu? They'll tell you the truth. And then, you know, just be aware. Right. You know, that's the main thing that we can do. Um, Will do. All right, Michael, now that we have the updates uh, out of the way, uh, let's get to our main topic for today. And today's topic will be vets, do's, and don'ts. And many of us who have to interact with the dog vet, the vets, and quite often some of us, most of us run into uh, good, uh, pleasant experiences. But every once in a while we run into a vet that's really either milking us or telling us bad information and Michael, I am sure you hear horror stories since all of your clients have to go through uh, getting the vets to take care of the dog shots and all that anyway. So what have you heard? <laughs> well, um, yeah, you, you know, you're right. There, there are good vets. There are better vets. Yeah. There are vets that try to, uh, you know, take advantage of you and, you know, we'll, you'll walk out of their office every time with a $300, $400 bill. Um you know, you have to be comfortable with the person that's taking care of your dog, and you have to feel confident that they're not doing the wrong thing and they are doing the right thing by you. Um, you know, the one thing that I, I look for when I take my dogs to a particular vet, and I work with just about every vet in all five boroughs, mm. um, but the one thing that I really look for is, you know, the way the vet, t- you know, takes my dog in and the care that he gives my dog while the dog is there. Um, the one thing that I don't like is when vets do things that, are unnecessary, unnecessary testing, mm. um, you know, things that just, they don't need to do. And, and, you know, Joe public wouldn't know. Right. You exactly. Listen to the doctor. Right. And, we take know, their advice. Yeah. And we think that these are needed. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, one thing I always recommend to my clients is, you know, get copies of all the records from your vets. Okay. Always get a copy of everything the vet does. Keep your own folder together so that you have a history of what's going on with your pet. I mean, you could. There's no, there's no reason why if something you know does happen, that you shouldn't take your vet, you take your dog for a second opinion to another vet. It's always good to get a second opinion if you you know if, if something comes up with your dog and you know you're, you're not sure if you know if your vet is you know on target with it. Um, you know, I, you just like I said, you have to feel comfortable with the vet that you're using. If you're walking out of your vet's office with, you know, an, an absorbent bill every time, then chances are you, you might want to, you know, check out a different vet. And that's why it's always good to have your, 
your files with you. Always get copies of everything the vet does. Get copies of the tests and keep a file. E- even if you go on the road or if, if you know something, someday, something happens and you need to get to an emergency hospital because your vet is not open, you're going to need to have those records. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's always good to have everything in the file so that you know at any moment you can just take your dog to a hospital if you need to or if you want to get a second opinion you know you most vets won't get insulted about that some will some won't but hey <laughs> you know if, if somebody's telling you your dog needs a major surgery or your dog needs this or your dog needs that i mean if you if it was a doctor telling you you'd get a second opinion wouldn't you yes yeah so, <laughs> your life is at stake you know it's not it's not bad to get a second opinion and just feel comfortable with the the, the vet you're with um, you know, there are vets that I would use, there are vets that I wouldn't use, and there are vets that I would never, ever recommend, and then there are vets that I would recommend highly. Um, and unfortunately, you know, you can't really, you, you don't know until you actually go to that vet. And if you're not familiar with, you know, the, the procedures and stuff that go on with dogs when they go for checkups and things, you you know, you are in the, you're at the mercy. And you just hope that that vet is an honorable, you know, person and will do the right thing. Yeah. And uh, you know, most of them are right now. Regarding the uh, keeping the your own personal records, uh, what I usually do with my dog Cinnamon is every time I bring her to the vet, and afterwards I get the paperwork from the doctor, and you know the list of all the t- shots and all, and I usually scan that in to a file on the computer. This way, I have it with me on my computer. So this way, if any, if I need to go to a, um, another vet. I can always fax the records. Or I can send the records by email to that doctor. So just to make it easy. See, that's been, you're very high tech. I'm, a dog, <laughs> I'm just a dog trainer, man. I get a copy of it and I put it in a folder. Right, <laughs> right. But that's also a great idea right. to make sure that you know you have it. And if you can do it that way, and that's right. great. Um, you know, the one thing you want to do when looking for a vet, which you know, people with new dogs, and if you're a first-time dog owner. You know, you want to make sure that you're finding the right vet. You know, most vets have a lot of reviews online. Um, check your reviews. Make sure that, you know, that vet has good reviews, not bad reviews. Mm. Um, you could also check with the, I think, the, the Better Business Bureau will mm. also, you know, have you know, something. And it's also the how long that vet's been there. Right. I mean, let's face it. If a vet's not doing the right thing, then they're probably not going to be there for 10, 15 years. Um and you could also go to the dog parks and ask other dog owners because dog people know their vets. That's true. And dog people know about other vets. Yeah. You know, someone like myself, well, someone like you who's had dogs, you know, for many, many, many years, you tend to know the inner circle of who's good and right. what's what. Right. Um, word of mouth. Word of mouth. Or call your local, call your local kennel. You know, your local boarding facilities. We deal with every vet in the borough and just say, hey, listen, I have a new dog. Can you recommend a vet to me? Um, I recommend my vet to my clients, um, as well as a handful of other vets in the area that I know are very, very good. And uh, you know, my my clients take my recommendations, you know, very seriously. So because you know they know that I, I we know who who's who and what's what. So we do. We we recommend our own and a, and a handful of other ones that we know are very good. And then there's other vets that we won't recommend. And I did use one of the ones uh, that you recommend well, of your list. Ah, uh, yes, you do. It turned out to be very important when I had to get uh, my dog the proper shots and all that. Yeah. And and you know it's it's very much like if you ask the car dealer, what repair guy do you use to repair your own car? Right. So sometimes absolutely. the inside scoop is very important. It's absolutely, 
Absolutely. All right, Michael, we'll conclude this podcast. And once again, listeners, if you are interested in a topic you would like us to discuss, please run on over to our site, worldwideweb.cattyk9.com. C-A-T-T-Y-C-A-N-I-N-E.com. And there are comments under each podcast where you can leave some comments about what topics you would like to discuss. We will definitely entertain the thought. So please do. See you guys soon.